Good afternoon. I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Jennifer Barton, a professor of biomedical engineering and the interim director of the Bio5 Institute. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you. So what is it that you are working on right now? I think you just re fairly recently got a, a good grant. Yes, I work on optical endoscopes for early detection of cancer. One of the things we know about cancer is that the earlier we can detect it, the better the cure rate. If we can detect it when it's still local, in many cases, we have a very good chance of completely curing the patient. But in some cases, like in ovarian cancer, it's almost never caught early. So my mission is to build novel optical devices that can get to the organs of interest and be able to detect those earliest signs of cancer. What is novel about the instruments that you're building? Are they smaller? Are they something better in some way? They're novel in a couple of ways. First of all, they're small. If we want to image the ovaries, we either have to go through the abdomen wall, which is a surgery and, and certainly wouldn't be something we'd want to do for a screening procedure. But we can also get there by going through the fallopian tubes. The only challenge is those are really small, so we have to build endoscopes that are smaller than a millimeter in diameter. So we make things very small, and then we also put some really advanced optical imaging systems inside of them. I work on various types of ways of, of gathering information from the light that reflects or fluoresces in tissue, and we know that with that information, we can make a very accurate diagnosis of cancer. And you have to come up with some way to get some light in there as well that has to be tiny as well, right? That's right. So fortunately with light, you can put it through optical fibers that can be thinner than a human hair. And so we can pack a lot of those optical fibers into a millimeter diameter. And with that, we can have our light source, which might be fairly large, outside the body, transmit that light into the body, shine it on the tissue. That light bounces around, and when it comes back out, sometimes it's changed in wavelength, it's changed in intensity, it might be changed in polarization state. We collect that light back with more fibers, take it back, analyze it, and look for those early signs of cancer. How do you get started building these things? Did you get started as an optical engineer? Did you get started in the, on the medical side? How did this come about? Well, I started off as an electrical engineer, and I actually worked on the space station program for uh, six years before I decided to go back and become a biomedical engineer. Now, as a biomedical engineer, you learn a, a lot of different things. You learn some biology. You learn some additional engineering. But I need to have expertise all the way from cancer biology to mechanical engineering to materials to optical to electronics. And so I really have to rely on the expertise of the students and staff in my lab. So one of the things that really attracted me about coming to the University of Arizona was our world-class optical sciences. And so I have optical sciences students in my lab, as well as biomedical engineering students, systems industrial engineering students, uh, students from physiology, cancer biology, run the whole gamut. We need a whole team to put this together. Besides cancer, what are the other sorts of things that you have worked on? I build an optical tool, so it can be used for a whole host of things. We've looked at uh, growth of blood vessels. We've looked at how implants in the body heal. We've even done some interesting things where we've looked at ancient Chinese glazes because it turns out that the glaze has properties of optics that are similar to that of tissue. And so we can actually tell non-invasively where 
and when a certain glaze was manufactured by looking at the crystal structure and the phase changes and the scattering properties of the glaze. So it's very versatile. Do these devices normally get patented or are they just something that is developed as a tool and somebody else goes out and patents them? Well, we've here at the University of Arizona can patent and can help push this technology towards commercialization. So both through the Bio5 Institute and through TechLaunch Arizona, we've been able to get this uh, device um, up to the point where it can be patented. And we are in the process of hopefully licensing that technology out now. I would like to see a medical device company that had the proper fabrication facilities and the certifications and the experience with the FDA to take it to the next step. And so TechLaunch Arizona is helping us work with some companies that might be able to do that for us. That's what we have to do in order for it to get out there and to be produced and help women. Thank you for coming in, Jennifer. This has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website, azpm.org.